The Spectator magazine combines incisive political analysis with books and arts reviews of unrivaled authority. Subscribe today for just £12 and receive a 12-week subscription in print and online, plus a £20 Amazon gift voucher, absolutely free. Go to spectator.co.uk forward slash voucher. Hello and welcome to the Americano podcast, a series of discussions about American power, politics and society. On each episode, I will talk to an American expert or an expert on America about something that's going on in America in 2023. I'm delighted to be joined today by the great American journalist, Michael Wolfe, who is the author of many books, a trilogy of Trump books and a book about Rupert Murdoch, the man who owns the news. And Rupert Murdoch has been in the news a lot this week because of the Dominion versus Fox trial, which was settled uh, at huge cost to the Murdoch empire. Michael, I'm right in thinking you were in the court. Yes, and, and, and at a cost of three days, three wasted days to me. Yeah. <laughs> because of- were you disappointed? Because I think most journalists, because we tend to obsess about media intrigue and so on, were looking forward to lots of salacious revelations about the, the dark workings of the Murdoch empire. Well, I had been desperate for a settlement because I didn't want to go to Wilmington, Delaware. <laughs> but then having gone to Wilmington, Delaware, I was at, at least hoping for a few scenes. I, I would have liked to have seen 92-year-old Rupert Murdoch under cross-examination. Yes, that would have been that would have been interesting. Having said that, however, uh, every second I thought, okay, this is going to settle. There just was no way this was, uh, by any stretch of any logic, going to trial. Yes. There's been a lot of talk in America about the politicization of justice and so on. And obviously, this is different to the Donald Trump case. But a lot of people think that, looking at this case, the judge did seemed to be, you know, he clearly thought that the threat to democracy was so grave from the January 6th claims that, I mean, it, it felt like he, he, was, he was not going to give Fox any leeway. Do you think that's fair to say? I think that Fox kind of screwed itself here yeah. on this. Actually, the more interesting thing, if you'd like to get down into the weeds here, is why Fox let this go on for so long. Mm. So... On top of everything else, all other factors, Trump, politics, whatever, there, the, the really puzzling thing was what must have been going on internally inside of Fox News. Um, and let's, I mean, let's remember Murdoch uh, and the Murdoch organization is historically great at handling these kinds of claims. Mm. I mean, they've done it longer than anybody. They've probably had more claims, not probably, certainly had more claims than any other media organization. They are incredibly skilled at threading the needle to say exactly what they want to say, often things which other media organizations would more cautiously not say. Mm. So with that background, how is it that they got right up to the possibility of their 92-year-old chairman being put on the witness stand. So something was going wrong inside of uh, of the Murdoch organization. 
And that something does relate to another great area of expertise for you, Donald Trump. And how does Fox News, how does the Murdoch organization feel about Donald Trump? Well, I, I mean, Fox News and Donald Trump have virtually become one and the same over the last last many years, except for the discordant fact that Rupert Murdoch hates Donald Trump. So that has put them into a, a real kind of, dare I say, existential pickle. Mm. The relationship between them, the two men is interesting in that, do you think Murdoch has always hated Trump or did he sort of entertain him? No, I, I, I actually know that Murdoch has always, if, if not hated Donald Trump, thought he was a rank fool. Yes, and therefore must have been surprised by his political ascent. Appalled, surprised, flabbergasted, disgusted. Yes. Yes, all of the above. And it's, I mean, that was reflected in the Dominion leaks that we saw, or discovery emails that we saw, was, and Murdoch's even admission, that he thought these theories were crazy, conspiracy theories about Dominion's voting systems were crazy, and... Nobody in the organization at the senior level seems to have taken them that seriously. Is that is that fair? You mean taken Trump that seriously? No, the Sidney Powell... Oh, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, no. Um, I, I, yeah, I think that they were very clearly understood the nature of this theory that they were expounding. Yeah. And I think that they saw it, however, this is not hardly to justify them, but I think I can get into their heads here. This was part of the Trump story. As you have told the Trump, as they have told the Trump story over the last uh, four years, it just continued. You know, the, the Trump story that they told was largely a Trump story narrated by Donald Trump and friends. Yes. So they were doing nothing different at this, at this point. I mean, so, I, I mean, this is at the point at which I would certainly disagree with the Dominion version of this, that at this moment they tried to do something with which um, this calculated maneuver to preserve their audience or um, maliciously and, and, and to air this maliciously. This is just, just the, the same as they had always been doing. Mm. And Tucker Carlson, Fox News' is probably biggest star host now, I think you'd say, he's got become part of it because these texts were revealed of, of Tucker sort of seeming to say he hates Trump and so on. But I think, I mean, I think that Tucker Carlson's actually a very good journalist. I know he's very controversial and and people think he's a rabble rouser and so on. But it, there, in, in, there was one bit in, uh, on his show where he was talking about Sidney Powell and he said, we've tried to contact her. Her claims are absolutely extraordinary. You know, we hope she knows what she's talking about. And I remember at the time of that show, I think it was the week after the election, a lot of the Trumpist people saying, oh, they've got to Tucker to he's betrayed us. And yet, I think a lot of the coverage of this trial is suggesting that Tucker Carlson was, you know, peddling the election lies as hard as anyone. Yeah, well, I, I think that that's not, not precisely true. It's Tucker certainly was not independent of the way Fox has been telling the Trump story for the, for the past four years. Mm. But 
clearly in that instance, you know, I know that he, you know, he thought Sidney Powell was a crazy person. Yes. And I think that one of the, one of the issues and one of the, the in, incredibly awkward things is that Fox, because of its mismanagement of this case, had essentially put Carlson and others in the position to testify against their own network. Yes. So all along, this is a series of, of lose, 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 lose situations, which anybody else would have known that that you had to you had to settle this you had to pay to get out of this yes and so to me the interesting thing is that they did not that something had gone seriously wrong within the network that they could not manage their um an inability to manage their own fate is it because there's there's a smartmatic suit coming too is it because they knew that there's just this could if they cave on this they cave on the dominion this could be more and more and more until Fox is almost unmanageable as a as a business. Um, no, I don't think so. I think it's a more obvious explanation, which is that the man who runs this company, the man who remains the decision maker, the absolute decision maker, is ninety two years old. Mm. Simple. And you think, therefore, he's lost his sharpness. <laughs> Well, I will say again, he is 92 years old. Yeah, because a lot of people will speculate now that he might, Rupert Murdoch might say, we've got these other divisions that are sort of okay. Fox News, although extremely profitable, is too much trouble and maybe sell it off. Well, I think that that is a, um, that that would be a current of thinking. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm very... Most... Most specifically within his family. Within his family. And there's a lot of intrigue about the family and the dynamics between the family. Do you think popular understanding is a bit too affected by the TV show Succession? And we all think Lackland Murdoch is the right-wing, you know, populist type son. And then uh, James is the progressive liberal son. And between the two of them, they can't kind of agree on what's going on. Do you think that is a sort of media understanding that's just quite fun, or do you think it's true? Well, I think that they hate each other. You know, I think that, I mean, the politics aside, you know, Lachlan Murdoch is his father's support, you know, has, has, you know, sees his own identity for whatever reasons in kind of bending to his father. I mean, I think he wants his father to like him, whether that that is a right-wing position or just the position of a, of a son who, who perhaps did not get enough attention. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And James is, you know, I know them all. And, you know, James is, is the more, the more competent son, the more, um, righteous son, whatever his politics are, he certainly thinks he could he could run this network better than his brother. And yes. I would suspect it would not be to run it as a as it has been run. Yes. But then there's there's also their sister Elizabeth, who has wields a very strong voice within the within the family, is a um, probably among her siblings the most successful media executive. Mm. And you know, so I, I think that there's another another position there. Mm. 
And, I mean, I often wonder to what extent do we find this... I think everybody who's got any interest in media finds this story fascinating for obvious reasons. But is there something going on where... Look at the success, the success of Succession as a TV show. People love the idea of these immensely powerful media titans, the man who owns the news and so on, possibly because in a sort of faded glamour type way, it's no longer as true as it was. These people are not as powerful. Media titans are not, I mean, they're still very rich and so on, but they cannot control narratives in the way that they used to. Well... Well, I think that there's a couple of factors here for, I mean, I think that in general, that is true. Mm. In specific, uh, the Murdochs still control the most powerful political force in America today, Mm. Fox News. Having said that, there is the also the other reality that they have sold off most of their company. They no longer have an empire. They have a a medium-sized to less than medium size media mm. company in a world in which the Murdochs would, would, would be the first to say a medium sized media company cannot survive. Yes. But the- so there are this, this kind of web of contradictions that are kind of fascinating. Yes. Uh, you say Fox is the most powerful media organization, and, and I'm sure it is. But when it comes to, to go back to Trump, if as we, as seems obvious, the Murdoch Empire wants Ron DeSantis to be the nominee. They're not going to be able to do that by constantly just praising Ron DeSantis and trying to ignore Trump as best they can. They're not, they're not in that position of power. That's where. No, the no, no. Well, that would be. I mean, you know, power is never absolute. So um, uh, their power is a power reflected in. Um, in this orchestration of what they do and of what their audience wants. Mm. And, you know, part of that power in recent years has come from this, this, um, their symbiotic relationship with Donald Trump. Mm. So trying to walk that back is going to be a very, very difficult problem for them. Mm. And again, another of those contradictions that they are, that they are now facing. You, you know the family pretty well. Could you give us a sense of what they're like that perhaps doesn't always come across because people are wrapped up in TV dramas and so on? You know, I mean, I mean Rupert, Mer- Rupert is a kind of a f- fascinating character because he is not the kind of cold, power-hungry titan that I think that, that he has become in the popular imagination well, on one hand, that's actually true. But on the other hand, he's personally withdrawn, tongue-tied, incredibly inarticulate, mm. socially awkward, conflict-averse. So when I was interviewing Murdoch for my book, and I spent the better part of a year uh, around him, um, and I was at his at his apartment. He was then living in an apartment in one of the Trump buildings on 59th Street and Park Avenue in Manhattan. And it was a building where actually uh, Ivanka, Donald Trump's daughter and her husband, Jared Kushner lived. So Mm -hmm. Trump was in and out of that building personally. And so I was on the elevator with Murdoch and we're we're leaving the building and the elevator stopped and Trump, Trump got on and Murdoch said, something innocuous, neighborly-ish. 
to him and Trump turned to me and said, do you ever understand anything he says? <laughs> and that's the comment because he's always, you know, he speaks in a kind of mumble and he doesn't look at you and it's, it's, uh, you, you, and you truly do not know what he's saying. Yes. So there, there is this, you know, again, this, this, this contradiction, this powerful man who was yet in person appears to be the antithesis of anything powerful. But what Murdoch has always had, and as you say, he's now 92, and perhaps this is gone, is guts and uh, pugnaciousness. Absolutely. Absolutely. Does not like to be told what to do. We'll do the opposite. Yes. And that, as a lot of sort of people who like free speech and so on, that is uh, something that they admire quite a lot. And therefore, his departure from the scene, and possibly if Fox changes, would change the media landscape in quite a significant way? Well, I think the media landscape is changing um, yes, um, yeah. uh, despite despite him or as partly as a reflection of the fact that he is 92. So, I mean, I think it's an incredibly important point. Everybody sees Rupert Murdoch as, as unchanging in some sense. He's 92. Do you have a parent who is 92? 92 is profound. It is not like 82. It is not like 72. It is 92. Mm. On, on top of that, everything else is, 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 is changing. You know, he has a newspaper empire in which, I don't know, maybe he has, he, uh, uh, of these newspapers, you know, 70% of the newspapers in, in Australia, the largest papers and the largest, most influential papers in, in, in the UK and the most significant one of the two authoritative papers in in the in the U.S. and of these papers, I, I think only the U.S. paper, the Wall Street Journal, is profitable. Yeah. So among the the kind of Murdoch tragedies, if if you will, and I think you can argue that it is at this point a kind of life of if not tragedies, profound disappointments, mm. um, is that the newspaper business, the love of his life the thing in his soul has died. Mm. And people talk a lot about gerontocracy, and I suppose the Rupert Murdoch story is part of that. Uh, we have, in America in particular, very old people uh, running almost everything. Yes, again, but let me make this point. <laughs> you know, gerontocracy is one thing. 92 is another. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, this is... In 92 is 92. Um, there is a reason that there are no zero public companies headed by 92-year-olds except his own. Yes. Well, Michael, I think we'll end it there. But thank you so much for taking the time to come on Americano. Uh, we really appreciate it. And um, it's always a great and, pleasure to interview you. And anytime. And would like to see you in person sometime soon. Let's do it soon. Good luck with uh, everything you're working on. Thank you very much for listening to the Americano podcast. I would like to thank my brilliant producer, Natasha Ferose, and the rest of the Spectators broadcast team. If you like the podcast, please leave a review on whatever platform you are listening to us on. Thank you very much. God bless America. Mm -hmm.